Are you tired of playing the same old games over and over again? Are you looking to spice up your game night with creative new ideas? Look no further because we're here to add some excitement back into your game night. We'll even show you how to take your love of games outside the confines of the living room. We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg, and Friday is game night. Happy Friday, everyone! In this episode, we're hearing wedding bells. As we prepare for our upcoming wedding, we talk about incorporating games into your wedding. For our shelfie, we have some quirky circuits, and our friend Matt joins us for another escape room report. Lauren, it's um, it's that time of year mm-hmm. where the leaves start to turn colors, you know. Mm-hmm. Not if you live where we live. Not if you live where we live, true, because we live in the land of eternal summer, but I do love the fall, mm-hmm. and to me... September is the official start of fall. I don't care what the calendar says. Mm-hmm. I look forward to fall. And thankfully, it's also a good month for us because it's going to be our formal wedding this month. It is. Yes. We we did. We are technically already married. We got married um, this past year um, on the date of when was supposed to be our, our big wedding. Yes. Um, which we, of course, decided to postpone because of COVID. We didn't feel comfortable at the time asking anyone to travel and... Um, there was a lot of restrictions still at the time. Mm-hmm. So technically our wedding was small and we could have gone through with it, but we just felt like that was putting our guests into an uncomfortable position. So we decided to postpone it, um, but we still got married just We still wanted to keep the date because we liked the date. We liked know. our date. We had grown attached to it. And also we had a lot of life changes coming up, including buying a house and things like that. And it would have been easier if you and I had the same name. Exactly. So we decided to go through with it. But, um, but yeah, so we finally are at that time where the wedding is coming. Hooray, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, we've been legally married, but this is what we're calling the formal ceremony, mm-hmm. you know, where we're actually going to be... Nice and proper and dressed up. I mean, we were kind of dressed up for the first one, but no. <laughs> oh, no you weren't wearing your official wedding dress. No, I was wearing so, a dress. In fact, it, it was a dress I, I got for another friend's wedding that was canceled because of COVID. <laughs> hey, there you go. Still got, still got the, yeah. uh, still technically a wedding dress. Yeah. You know? uh, so, Lauren, uh, other than um, your beautiful self and your bridal gown, what are you putting in the game? <laughs> Well, hopefully some better sound quality. Um, we've recently been doing some upgrades to our microphones. Um, adding some components that is supposed to help improve our sound quality. Yeah, we got a nice foam ball. Yeah. Don't pet it, dear. Um, and th- this is something that we we kind of got onto from our friend David over at the Flops Cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we both have them. So hopefully you guys are noticing the difference. Um, let us know if, if you've noticed a sound quality difference because... It helps us know that, you know, these improvements are worthwhile. <laughs> we should, you know what? I eat a lot of eggs. We should start saving those and put them on the wall of eggs. <laughs> no, we're not putting egg cartons on our walls, dear. Just saying. <laughs> we could build a little temporary box that we take out of the closet, you know, like one of those privacy screens, but like yeah. covered in egg cartons. <laughs> uh, for me, what I'm planning to bring to game nights is um, shelf organization mm. because we finally got our shelves from Ikea. All Which set we up talked last about time. last time. And I've been having a grand old time trying to organize the board games mm-hmm. according to theme. Because <laughs> at first I was like, oh, let me do it by number of players or easy to complex games or mm-hmm. like, you know, things like that. But to me, what's really fun is theme. Mm-hmm. Theme is very important, very, um, very noticeable for me. It's my number one thing I look for in games. So I've been trying to do, like, this is the horror theme. This is the sci-fi theme section. Mm-hmm. Of course, I can't help it but keep games in the same series together. So here's all of my clanks. Here's mm-hmm. all of my ticket to rides, you know. 
Ticket rides alone fill up two of those squares. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's very impressive how much we've dedicated towards that. So, Alan Moon, you got my money. Yeah, we haven't played in a while, too. I, I, I think we should oh, play Oh, I soon. was thinking about fixing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the app, too. Sometimes I, I'll just play the app sometimes. I was actually thinking we should do an episode where we just go through all the different ticket rides and rank them. In terms of, like, which version do we like the best, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, I mean, we've even played some of the digital versions that we don't actually own a copy of, like the India one. Mm-hmm. I think it was on the backside of India, but it's, like, it's one of those double-sided maps. It was, like, India on oh, one side yeah. and, like, I think China on the other side with, like, the uh, mountains there. Mm-hmm. But still, we could go and do that, so that'd be fun. Anyways, let's get into our main topic for okay. today. So, because wedding is on the brain, I thought it would be fun to talk about um, not only some of the, maybe the fun things we're doing, but just in general, fun things that I've seen help give people ideas um, in terms of ways to incorporate their gaming hobbies or their nerdum into wedding. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's lots of, you know, I've seen, I've seen really fabulous um, kind of uh, nerd culture incorporated into weddings, depending on what your fandom is. Right. Um, lots of Star Wars stuff out lots there. Lots of Star Wars. In fact, we, we know some people who've incorporated Star Wars into their weddings. Yeah, we do. That's right. Um, lots of Harry Potter weddings. I've seen lots of really cool things. I mean, with the rise of things like Etsy and Pinterest, it makes it so easy to find ideas and also just to find those really special customized items that you, in the in the past, couldn't have gotten. You know what I think it is? I think especially with Harry Potter and Star mm-hmm. Wars, it's because they have that item that's kind of almost like a stick whether it's the lightsaber or the wands Mm -hmm. that you can hold in points and kind of gesture with that's good for like photos it's good for photos yeah so i say let's you and i do something similar but do something different that's more meaningful to us we're gonna go get big old guns and do winona earth themed (laughs) and we're just constantly pointing guns at each other (laughs) or up in the sky or (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah, and then, you know, things like Harry Potter, it's so themed, and there's so many things you can do, you know, like, whether it's having the different house colors as your tables, mm-hmm. or, you know, the Marauder's Map as your invitations, you know, like, it lends itself very well to items at a wedding. Right, even trying to incorporate snacks into it, like, mm-hmm. I'm, there's tons of recipes online for cauldron cakes. Yeah, or just ways to decorate the the food that is there, right? Exactly, you know? yeah. Um, But, you know, obviously, this podcast is about board games and escape rooms mm-hmm. so how do you incorporate a board games or escape rooms into a wedding mm-hmm. um obviously one of the one of the first things to consider is that weddings they sometimes have several events attached to them which mm-hmm. gives you a lot of room depending on what you are doing you know um, sometimes weddings take place over a weekend in terms of people arriving if it's at a different place. True. Um, you might have rehearsal dinners and things like that. For us, we're not doing a lot of that, mainly because we don't have a lot of people coming from out of town. A lot of people aren't staying near the venue. Only a couple people are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not making like, like this whole weekend event. Um, but, you know, if you are, that gives you more room to play with these things in terms of having a board game night, in terms of having trivia night. You know, things like that that you might be able to do um, when you do have those multiple events. Right. And, you know, first of all, yeah, for something like the rehearsal dinner or just like a get-together with people Mm -hmm. when it's not at the actual ceremony, any other time, there's lots of games out there that have a near unlimited number of players that can join, especially anything that has a the judge chooses the winner category, such Mm -hmm. as... um, one that we talked about for Shelfie before, Awkward Family Photos. You uh, know, that could be very fun. Yeah. I would stay away from something more risque like Cards Against Humanity just mm-hmm. because 
the bigger the group, the more likely you're going to step on someone's toes with, yeah. you know, um, you know, prudish, not prudishness, but uh, in terms of uh, sensitivity. Yeah, you could offend someone. Yeah. Um, also, there's, there's clean versions. Out yeah, there. and there's lots of wedding versions of games. Um, there's lots of, you know, obviously there's the whole like bridal party games or stuff like that, you know, that people can do. But there's lots of wedding versions of games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also kind of pre pre wedding, you also had like your bachelorette and your bachelor party. Right. Um, we actually just recently had ours. Mm-hmm. Um, we went a little untraditional in the fact that ours was a combined event. Yeah, I. There's nothing that I would want to do in a traditional bachelor party sense, like mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, uh, looking at scantily clad women or smoking in a cigar lounge. Mm-hmm. None of that interests me at all. Yeah. Like mostly I would have, mo- I probably would have ended up with my friends at a game cafe playing board games or doing an escape room. Like why not have Lauren there? She <laughs> likes those things too. Well, yeah. And also, you know, we... As we've said before, we're having a small wedding. We have a very small wedding party. Mm-hmm. It's made up of two other couples who are also, like, we're equally good friends with both sides. You know, you are as good of friends with the guys as you are with the girls. Exactly. And so it just made sense. You know, I mean, also, we are in our 30s. So, you know, maybe some of those things would have appealed to us back in the day. But mm-hmm. nowadays, not so much. Um, so we, we actually incorporated things we love into that day. We um, went, did some escape rooms, mm-hmm. including a, a racing a race. Yeah, against we each did other. a rare thing, uh, at least rare as far as I've heard of mm-hmm. it, where I scheduled it so that you and I did bridal party versus groom party, head to head competition in the same escape room. Yeah, where you ran the room first with your girls, and me and the boys we took a walk for ninety minutes <laughs> to try to because we actually did a room that's supposed to be harder. You need a minimum of three people. Yeah. We'll talk about an escape room for yeah, the future. We're not going to talk but too much about that. Essentially, room. it was you do it in your time. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave so that way we have no idea how much time you guys took. And then we will do it. And then we'll ask the game master afterwards to tell us the score. Yeah. There are, there are some locations that do have um, racing rooms where they do have two of the same room. Right. It's very rare, but there are some out there. This I, one, it didn't have that. We just de- decided to do the room back I am back. excited to try that again, though. I think it was yeah. really fun because not only is it the idea of, like, I have to get out of this room in time mm-hmm. before because the clock's there, but also it's the idea of the extra motivation, like, how far were they when I got to this? Were they yeah. behind me? Were they ahead of me? I bet you this caught up, you know, our friend uh, Melissa, you know, so maybe we got some time because we got through that quickly and, you know, she's not good at math yeah. you know, kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it was very, very fun. That extra motivation of, like, you're not racing the clock, you're racing another human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then after that, we did um, an escape room with all of us because we had the, the full we had team. To. So we had to. Um, and then we did something, you know, we're not, um, we're not big bowlers, but there was a bowling alley in L.A., which is where we, we were, mm-hmm. that um, I had heard of before. It's a very kind of niche bowling alley it's um very old-fashioned it's it was you know very old old, it's an old bowling alley um but it's also they do a lot of um craft cocktails and food and stuff like that um and it was something that you know you need a group to do you're not going to just do it just the two of us no um and so we thought this was a perfect opportunity um to go and do that and we had a really good time it's a um, very good time highland bowl in um los angeles Mm -hmm. and if you go with six people or more i highly recommend you do Reserve ahead of time, like two weeks ahead of time. They're all inclusive package. 
Mm-hmm. It's very much worth it. You will get your yeah. money's worth. Yeah, it, it is pricey, um, but if you split it up amongst the group and just, you know, it's all inclusive. And when you consider, you know, drinks were probably $12 each. Yes, yeah. essentially <laughs> what it was is we got two hours of bowling, mm-hmm. which, you know, with six people, okay, that's two full games, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so we had that, and it included the shoe rentals, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it also had open bar for everyone there and open open restaurant, I guess you would say. Where, yeah, like, all we could, we could eat food. Yeah, we could just tell the waitress, bring me a ham, one of those hamburgers, bring me this appetizer. Bring me this pizza. Yeah, and then she'd say, okay, sure. You know, I mean, yeah. we were polite. We don't have to say, bring me. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a gluttonous, like, Roman-like mm. senator, you know. Oh, bring me this, you know. But, um, yeah, it was it was very fun. And mm. trust me, the waitress was, did a great job. I wish I remembered her name, mm. but we tipped the heck out of her <laughs> yeah because she was you know was doing when, when you do something like that where you're spending a lot of money for an all-inclusive thing you want to make sure you get your money's worth and if the waitress disappears for an hour or is really then slow like, to come you don't really heck. get yeah you don't really get your first full you know um benefit i think the longest but, she's ever um, gone was five minutes yeah she was constantly checking on us constantly just saying do you want me to get something started maybe you're not ready for it yet but you you know yeah. like let's make you know make this worth your while so that was really great um so yeah that's one for the books i think yeah that was what we did we just had a good time um together you know doing game stuff playing you know we're not very good bowlers but it was fun you know but and it's ruined bowling alleys for us now but yeah yeah, i have to confess that was one thing i was always nervous about you know growing up and getting older is like uh, i don't want to do that bachelor party thing Mm -hmm. you know like it's not my style from what TV and movies show mm-hmm. you that being. I don't want my friends to, quote, abduct me and force me to go do something I don't want to do. So I was yeah. very grateful that we would communicate with our with our gaming group, said here's the expectations of what we'd like to do, mm-hmm. and we all figured out a plan together. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, there's... I think the thing with weddings is there's always this idea of this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that's a totally false narrative. There's no supposed to. You if do you, whatever you, like, you want to if do. If you want to do the stuff that you're, quote, supposed to do, go for it. Yeah. That's fine, you know. But, I mean, look at um, Parks and Rec, that show. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, the guy who gets married to Leslie, no, his, quote, bachelor party is he's playing board games with his friend. Yeah. And I saw that. I was like, I want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's it's all about what doing what's right for you and your group kind of thing. Exactly. Um, so another thing kind of pre-wedding, I guess, is obviously invitations. How you can you incorporate games into maybe your invitations? Mm-hmm. Um, and the great thing is, once again, n- nowadays with the invention of the internet and things like Etsy, the world is really your oyster. I've seen so many really clever invitations out there um, for all sorts of budgets. I've seen one that was literally a mini board game That's that cute. you could send to people um, that had information about your, your wedding. Um, I've seen invitations that are little puzzles that they have to put together. I like that. Um, I, I saw some people who really like escape rooms say, oh, you could have your um, invitation ha- have like a riddle and clues for them to figure out the location and date. I would be nervous about that. That one, yes. I would be nervous about that one. Um, and I'll, I I've think got, we'll... I've got some loved ones that I do care dearly about, but I would not trust them to be yeah. there. And, and that's something that we're going to talk about, I think, at the end when we make some recommendations. Um, but yeah, like I said, the, the world is your oyster. So if you want something escape room themed, it's really easy to find. If you want something board game themed, there's so many invitations out there mm-hmm. um, that you can incorporate that into. We didn't do anything like that for ours. Um, just 
we didn't. <laughs> I mean, you well, know, it's it was we're going a, for a different kind of aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. You know, we picked some imitations we like, um, but we didn't necessarily incorporate board games. Into but you them. can totally do that, you know, yeah. or like, you know, and don't forget the number one, I think, icon of this new age of board gaming, the meeple. Mm-hmm. There's a million different things you can do with that shape of a generic kind of like star person. Yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. know what a meeple is. Mm-hmm. So you can cut food into that shape. You can design your wedding invitations in that shape. Yeah. There's a thousand things you can do. Yeah, and like I said, you know, if you want like kind of that board game aesthetic, you could actually have just, you know, the the invitation, the card itself kind of looks like a board game, or you could have an actual board game. You know, like it's yeah. it's all up to you and your scale and budget that you want to do. I mean, you know? shoot, I might even be tempted to go to a thrift store, get a bunch of cheap board games, mm-hmm. like scavenge them for parts, and then mm-hmm. incorporate those into you know decorations or the invitations or something like that. Yeah, so... a game of Clue could really do a lot for you in terms of designing <laughs> that if you really wanted it to. Yeah, so I mean, and then once you get to the wedding, you know, there's lots of um, different ways to incorporate it. Obviously, there are um, you know, a lot of people, you have a wedding program that they give out mm-hmm. and that, um, that can have, you know, brain teasers or clues Ooh. or riddles in it. Um, you know, I, I saw for like escape room stuff, um, somebody had where, um, they actually had the, it started off people on kind of a escape room adventure through the wedding where they said in the back of the program someone has stolen the champagne and you need to solve all these clues in order to find where the champagne has been stolen to. Oh, that's fun. Um, you know, so there's there's fun that you can have um, right there with that. Also, you know, even if it's just something simple as like brain teasers and things just to keep... Because some people get really bored just sitting there waiting for the wedding to start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously decor is an easy way to add in board game um, dice things. You can do dice. Um, you could have gigantic dice. Uh, instead of table numbers, you could do tables based on your favorite board game. So each table is, is a different Ooh, board that'd game. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, you could do dice as in the colors of your wedding as vase fillers. Yep. So, you know, instead of like rock or whatever they might put at the bottom of the vase to hold the flowers in, you could do dice. Um, dice can be very expensive, but you can buy them in bulk. You can buy them in it. bulk and get a better deal if you do yeah, that. Yeah, it might be harder to get the colors you want if you're going for that. But, but you can make it It's happen. possible. Yeah. Um, I saw a really cute one where someone did kind of a, um, a Scrabble theme table thing where um, they had giant Scrabble tiles as their table numbers. And then each person's card had a little tile that matched to the, the one that they were going so to. So like your, your table K or something. Exactly. And your little card would say your name and That's then have, have one of the tiles on it. Um, also, they had all the little things labeled at their weddings were on the little Scrabble mm-hmm. thing. So it said, you know, oh, the cake or I this. I've even seen where they sell um, on Etsy. Someone sells, it's this huge Monopoly board that they've customized into a seating chart. And you can have like them customize it to your That's seating. interesting. I like that. I'd, I'd like to see mm-hmm. that actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, once again, lots of different options for, you know, how to incorporate it into your kind of decor. Um, I'm glad you didn't let me do that because I would have like really gone crazy. Like, it's a clank <laughs> wedding. Yeah. Like, first one to make noise loses. Like, yeah. Um, you know, I've seen cakes that actually look like board games, like different oh, yeah. board games stacked I've up seen, on I've each seen other. Those are amazing, yeah. Um, you could do, you know, your cake topper. It could be meeples. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do, um, large, uh, versions of like, um, D&D characters for the top. Ooh. Um, Hero Forge. Now you have my attention. 
Uh, Hero Forge is a company that you can create custom um, D&D minis, and they also have different scale. So you could have one scaled up if you wanted oh, to make it more visible. Scale. Yeah, nice. they have different scales. So you could have one that's maybe a little bit larger. Mm-hmm. Um, they also now offer color. So if you're not a mini painter and you want one that is colorful, you can actually have the color designed. And when you get nice. it, it'll I like that. it won't be painted, but the, the pla- they actually colorize the plastic now. Uh, you could do incorporate it into maybe the little um, wedding favors, have little dice bags with different dice mm-hmm. in them. Um, you know, at the at the wedding itself, um, you could obviously there's the common you know lawn games like the mm-hmm. cornhole, the big Jenga, which we hate, um, just because it's loud. It's it's very loud. Yeah, that thing is so much louder than you think. Even if it falls into soft grass, mm-hmm. the wood blocks hitting other wood blocks. Very, yeah, very remember, loud. We did like a brunch in San Diego once. Mm-hmm. Like I forget why we were down there, but just we were at some place for brunch and they had that lawn Jenga. Oh my goodness, it like completely killed the mood. Yeah, um, they also have like large versions of Connect Four. I've seen too, which is cute. Uh, better than Jenga. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- another thing we actually considered doing this, we decided not to do it. Um, is you could actually set up a table and have a bunch of your games there for people to take it back to their table and play. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought about doing that. It just didn't make sense for like the size of our wedding and how long our wedding is going to take place. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like it would be more of an inconvenience and no one would actually do it. So we decided not to do it. But I mean, it, it all depends on, you know, your, the space you're going to be at and the crowd. Right. Right. Um, but I, I've, I've seen other weddings or I've heard of other weddings that do that. And I think it, it's fun. I mean, we definitely considered it. Mm-hmm. Um, something we're going to do, we are incorporating, um, we're incorporating a couple things. We're incorporating an escape room element to our yep. wedding. We have, um, kind of little mini escape room boxes or puzzle boxes that once people get into, there'll be candy inside. Mm-hmm. Your favorite candy and my favorite candy. And your favorite. So there's a bride box and a groom box. Yeah. Um, and then we also um, have a ton of blank Cards Against Humanity cards. So we're going to put those out um, for people to kind of fill out um, for us, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, not ne- You could do them as kind of like your guest book. We're not doing them necessarily as our guest book, but just as a fun like little activity for people to do. Yeah. And um, we'll have like a sample laid out for yeah like, so in for, case you've never seen this game here's how which some it. people may not have you know right. th- there's a half of our wedding will have and half of our wedding won't <laughs> and then if, if time permitting we might even go and read some of the selections that people have created for us you know keeping in mind that like anything risque but they, and i'll read that one later when the kids <laughs> on here yeah mm-hmm. um we are going to do little activity boxes for our kids actually our wedding venue did have a scavenger hunt option um, that we which, canceled because we didn't think any kids were coming, and now kids are coming. Well, yeah, but still not as many kids as we thought. Originally, yeah. we thought there was going to be a lot of kids. We have about half of the original number of kids coming, so mm-hmm. we decided it wasn't worth it. Um, but we are going to create little activity boxes for them to keep them incorporate and you yeah. know busy. Um, other things for escape rooms. Obviously, once again, this has really has to do with where you're getting married, the size, the scope, and your budget. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you have all the money in the world to play with. There are mobile escape rooms you can rent to come to your wedding. We once did an escape room bus. Yeah, exactly. That thing was crazy. It was weird. I loved it <laughs> and hated it at the same time. But I mean, there's different, you're right, there's different mobile things that can come to you now. Mm-hmm. And as time has gone on, because that was like, what, five years ago that we did the escape yeah. bus or something? So I'm sure it's improved by Yeah, now. and there's lots of different companies now that do it. Um, there's also companies in different locations where you can hire them and they will come out and um, 
set up something at your wedding. You know, Mm -hmm. it might not be a full escape room, but it might be like an escape room experience. Um, One I heard about is there's um, a group of game designers here in Southern California called the Wild Optimists. Um, And they actually were hired by a couple to come and create a custom escape room um, at their wedding. And um, the, the escape room, it all led to finding out this password. Mm-hmm. And that password was you gave that to the bartender for a special themed cocktail that you could only Ooh. get if you had the password. Ooh, oh, I love secret passwords that mm-hmm. get you things. I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, another one was um, someone who did um, a bunch of different stations with mm-hmm. board games, or not with board games, with, with escape room puzzles at different stations. Um, each gave them a code that they then um, would open a lot box, which contained a sticker that they could put on a quest log. And then the quest log would take them to like a final puzzle, which they would solve and it would get them um, a special wedding prize or favor at the very end. That's very cool. I like that too. Yeah. I like the idea of rewarding them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And it kind of, they had multiple stations that people could kind of do, um, you know, to, you know, because not everyone's into dancing and things like that. Right. Like ours is probably not going to have a ton of dancing. Yeah. But, you know, people are welcome to dance, but, you know, we're not, our, our group is not really the get on the floor and boogie type. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's important when you're considering, you know, if you want to incorporate these kind of things into your wedding. And, think about your entire group. Yeah. And things that we thought about is we thought about, you know, one, the size of our wedding, how many people are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And we also thought about who is going to be there. And I think that's important because you, you know, you have to think about will people, these people who are coming to our wedding do these activities? Mm -hmm. Will they enjoy these activities? I would really stay away from having anything that's kind of like forced as part of the wedding. Yeah. Um, Just because, you know, and granted, hey, if you, if you want to do that, go for it, do what you want to do. Um, But you know, you might consider grandma might not know what an escape room is, not might not want to do these puzzles, might want to just sit and enjoy talking to relatives she hasn't seen in a while. Exactly. So, you know, take those things into consideration, you know, by all means, let your geek flag fly. Um, But but don't force it on others. But just remember, some people might not be as into it as um, you are. Take into consideration um, the size of your venue as well. Also, anything that you need to incorporate into it. For example, if you're going to have a bunch of stations, think about, okay, well, we'll need that many tables. How much more tables will that cost? Who is going to set up those tables? You know, take Where will they fit? Will it interrupt the flow of people who need to get to other places? Yeah. Like, if you're doing, like, a buffet thing, is Mm -hmm. that going to get in the way of that, you know? Yeah, and and think about, will these components cost extra money and, you know, the arrangement of that, who cleans it up, stuff like that. Um, So make sure, you know, just to be a little bit realistic. Um, Like I said, there's things that we considered doing, but they just didn't necessarily, they weren't realistic for, you know, what our wedding was going to be like. Right. There's things that you might think, oh, this would be great if I had a million years to plan this and an unlimited budget. Um, And as you go, things kind of fall in the trash bin of this isn't as important to me. Exactly. So it's fun to dream and like have the, you know, ultimate potential, but then start to make like little like first round, second round draft cuts. Yeah. Know? like And then focus on the things that would really make you happy mm-hmm. and that would really be attainable and you think everyone will enjoy. Yeah. I think one of the things that I've noticed in the wedding planning process and seeing other brides and stuff is... There's a lot of people who feel beholden to things that they thought of when they were 16, of this is what I always dreamed my wedding was going to be. Right, and it's like, why? You're 
you're 28 now. You yeah, and, and it's not to say that maybe you don't still want those things, but also think about, like, do you really want them? Is mm-hmm. the, Are those things really important to you? Are some of the people who you thought were going to be at your wedding when you were 16 still people you even talked to? I mean, you know? Justin Timberlake isn't there, and you said you were going to be married to him. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, you know, it's the same, you know, thing as when we were, there's things that we thought of doing, but we thought, mm, that no one's going to want to do that, or... We're not going to have time for that at the wedding or even not time to plan it. You know, I definitely thought maybe we would do fun um, wedding programs. But then the further we got along, it was just, no, that's not that important. Yeah. You know, don't kill yourself <laughs> with little things like that. Yeah. Um, so I hope, you know, if you incorporate any of these ideas or you have any other ways that you incorporated board games or escape rooms into your wedding, we would definitely love to hear about it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's not too late. Tell us quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go into the shelfie section for this month. <laughs> the uh, what game I wanted to talk about specifically, just because the figures are so mm-hmm. gosh darn cute. <laughs> is called Quirky Circuits. Mm-hmm. This is a plaid hat game, which we love plaid hat. Yeah, you all know that we love plaid hat. Other than Aiello or Yellow, I-E-L-L-O, that yeah. game company. Um, other than that, I think plaid hat's my favorite game company currently. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other really good ones out there, of course, but those yeah. are the two that come to mind. Um, and Quirky Circuits is about these little household robots, Mm -hmm. such as you start off with a Roomba, and then you get to a gardener bee, and then a dog that digs up uh, fossils. And like a chef eventually a sushi chef. Yeah, sushi chef. And um, how it works is you and all your other players have these cards in front of you that are commands, Mm -hmm. such as turn left, go forward, take a step to the right, turn all the way around, Mm -hmm. things like that, or go forward twice, back up once, you know. And you and your friends have to play these cards to build a command sequence for the robot. Yeah. But you're all playing your cards face down, and you're not allowed to tell anyone what you played. Yeah, you're you're pre-programming the movement of your robot. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you're not allowed to communicate. So it's all about... Sort of figuring out, okay, well, I know, here are the cards I know that have been played, mm-hmm. or I know he put down a turn card. If right. he, we're trying, we know where we're trying to go, so I can only assume that he wants to turn right, not left, and that's what he put down, you yeah. know? And yeah, the back of the cards give you some clue. For example, it'll tell you you're moving forward or backwards, or it'll tell you, you know, you are turning, mm-hmm. but it won't tell you which way that you're turning. Yeah. So it's very much trying to logic out. For well, for example, on the first section, and each of these robots has their own kind of chapter. Yeah. With different stories. And they get progressively harder. And it does get progressively harder. So the first one is about the Roomba. And so mm-hmm. he just needs to sweep the floor of all the dust bunnies. Dust bunnies, yeah. Right? So I know and you know there's a dust bunny here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. The best way to do that would be to turn left, go forward three paces, turn right, go forward a pace, turn right, go forward two more paces, and then we're done. Uh-huh. However, I have to lay down cards, and you have to lay down cards, and I don't have the cards I need to do mm-hmm. that. Maybe you can help me get half there, but we had to kind of, okay, he put down a turn. Does he understand that my optimal route is the same as his optimal route? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But what's great about this game, too, is, I mean, obviously the minis are cute. We haven't painted them yet. I will be doing that. 
Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I might be able to do these. They're, I've been trying to learn how to paint, and these are simple enough. Yeah. Because the thing is, you're really good with the super fine detail. Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet, but if I'm trying to paint these like how they are in the box, it's pretty big areas of color. Mm -hmm. So I can maybe get started for you. But... Maybe. We'll see. Well, oh. Hey, listen, <laughs> it's, also, it. it's also just the fun of it. Okay, you know? I'll let you it's do like... it. Okay, I'll, I'll back down. <laughs> um... But also, it's a it's a game that you could play with kids. Definitely. Um, you know, it is it's it's definitely challenging. I mean, as an adult, it is a challenging game. Um, but it's something that kids can do. It kind of teaches them logic. It teaches them, you know, kind of working together, figuring these things out without being able to necessarily communicate. But understanding, okay, well, this is what is the optimal route. You you would understand this. You wouldn't go this way because that would make no sense. Right. Or I know that these cards have been played. There's only so many turn cards. So you that has to be the right turn card because we've played all the left Yeah, it's cards. a fun cooperative mind reading mm -hmm. game. And that's what I really like. And yeah, it would teach kids a good amount of good skills. Uh -huh. Like keeping track of inventories of like what is possible still. Yeah, and sometimes you do have to get creative. Like, okay, well, I had to turn around. So now I'm going to back to my goal. Yeah, you know? back up to or it. Or you know? I'm going to purposely bounce against the wall to get somewhere. Because or... I have to throw away this card so I can get better cards in my hand next turn. Yeah. yeah. My favorite part about it, though, is once you get to a certain level of difficulty with all the different robots, they introduce malfunction cards, mm -hmm. which are cards that still do a movement. Mm -hmm. However, you have to play those. Yeah, and you have to play them right away. You have too. to play them first. So, for example, like, I'm looking at one for the dog here, and one is, I turn all the way around. Mm -hmm. Like, so 180 degrees, I turn, so I'm facing the way, or I turn to the right. And, I mean, they have cute pictures, too. Like, the turn to the right, the dog's chasing a squirrel, mm -hmm. you know. But it's interesting that, like, you can have a plan in motion, you think you have the cards, but, like, but I have to play the turnaround card, which completely messes up my plan. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, Lauren has cards in her hand that can counteract this. But the problem is you don't know what to counteract. Yeah. Because there's three very very different malfunctions for each robot, mm -hmm. and they all do different things. So it could be the turnaround, it could be the jump forward three spaces, or it could be the turn right. And you have to hope and guess. Yeah. So that's why it's quirky circuits, because the robot will do really funny things mm -hmm. if you uh, look at what you built for its programming afterwards. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think, you know, if you've seen, um, I don't think Quirky Circuits, it's not quite as popular as like Stuff Fables or some of those, mm -hmm. but think similar mini quality. Um, these are a little bit bigger, maybe um, similar, you know, a lot of the plaid hat has this kind of um, board game book yeah. type thing. Very, very similar to that. Um, yeah, that's a nice thing. It has, this is the way of the future for board games mm -hmm. with the spiral bound book yeah. where you could have multiple boards in a very small section where mm -hmm. you just open a page, there's your board because the grid's yeah. laid um, And I will say because I think because Quirky Circuits isn't quite as well known or as popular as like the Stuff Fables or Aftermath mm -hmm. or Meist and Mystics um, that it is sometimes a little bit cheaper. Yes. Um, so it is a little bit more affordable plaid hat game too. Right. But I, I highly, highly recommend this. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have a single fault with it. I think it's enjoyable to play. It's one of those ones that you always want to do just one more. Mm -hmm. and, unless you're like, uh, okay, like it, we've been doing this for three hours. I yeah, my brain hurts. My brain, <laughs> yeah, once your brain is fuzzy, then you'd be like, okay, maybe we need to be done. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, fuzzy brains, let's go into our escape room report. Yes.
<laughs> so we're back with our escape room report, and we have once again Matt from Mortal Kombat to join us. Hi, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Gregory? Doing quite well. I hope you understand this is an audio podcast, not a visual one, because you just waved at the audience who cannot see you whatsoever. <laughs> they they can hear it. They can yeah, hear it. Unless you hear. unless you did something. Listen, audience, you know, if I'm, you didn't hear me wave, then Greg edited it out. Sorry. No, I'm going to now edit in the karate chop. It's like, you know, the Power Rangers kind of thing, just so that way it's there. I feel like this is like, now to our Northern California correspondent, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Matt's here to talk to us about the other room that he did with us. Uh, last time, mm-hmm. we talked about how he joined us for the Irvine Escape Game uh, Playground. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, we did a double room of that and Prison Break. Yeah. So, Matt, uh, let's have you start off. First initial thoughts about Prison Break. Have you done any uh, prison escapes before? And about how many would you estimate? I've done, out of my... 200 something rooms probably about yeah probably about 10 or 15 prison breaks okay that's not bad um Mm -hmm. yeah i mean for for it being a trope uh of a of an escape room theme like i I think i've kept the number pretty low and i'm I'm proud of that (laughs) well i mean i don't think we've done a whole lot we've done maybe two or three do we count the western Jailbreaks? Yes, I would count the Western jailbreak. Because we did a Western one on like a New Year's Day a couple years ago, mm-hmm. but like, you know, technically that's a little bit different than a modern day prison break. But yeah, yeah that's more like a jailbreak. Yeah. Jail, prison break, jailbreak, same difference, really, right? <laughs> yeah, so we haven't done a whole lot either, but how would you kind of rate this room in terms of the other prison and or jailbreaks that you've done? Um, aesthetically, it was gorgeous. Uh, it was very, it was very well done as what I now expect to be the case for the escape game. Um, it was dingy and run down and it looked like, it looked like people had been in and out of those cells for, you know, 50 plus years. Like it, mm-hmm. it did everything you needed. The only thing that was missing is like just the smells that, that you would expect. Like, <laughs> thank and God. thank you for not having that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as much as I compl- I love complete immersion, hard pass on the smells. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, gorgeous. Uh, the the props were exactly what you needed them to be, exactly what you thought they should be uh, at mm-hmm. that particular time. Um, there was right something off, right very Alcatrazy about it. Like yeah. we've yes. done a tour of Alcatraz not that long ago, like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like it definitely, the bed seemed very similar in that respect. You know, there was the old phone at one point. Like it just felt yeah. very Alcatrazy. Yes, I, I think it's a perfect comparison. If you've if you've stepped foot on Alcatraz and seen some of the prison cells there, that is exactly how it felt. And more power to them for that. Yeah, and this was um, one of those situations where you are split into two groups. Yes. So we actually yes. had an even. Did we have an we had an even we did. number? We had four and four. Yeah, we had an yes. even number of girls uh, and boys, and so we split up by by boys and girls. Boys and girls. Yeah. What a mistake. <laughs> what a mistake. Yeah. So so um, w- let me just jump to the punchline. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I've always wanted to do in a prison break room, but we haven't really had a chance to do. S- much yet of is the idea of passing something from one cell to another. <laughs> now we've done one prison break where technically the other people were like 
within arm's distance. Like yeah. If I reach out my arm and, we could, and like, you reach out them. your arm and I can see you straight across the yeah. way, then that's not a problem. But in this case, we were side by side with no window, no way to see each other, no way to stick your head out. We knew where the other person was, where the rooms were. But long story short, we had to get a key from the boys' room <laughs> to the girls' room, and boy, did we mess that up. Yeah. <laughs> On Like, epically. Like, yeah. epically messed that up. <laughs> like, each room, we had eight people in each room, at least in the boys' side, I would say. You can confirm if the girls had not. Could fit four people comfortably. Yeah, like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't that bad, you know? And then when you get out and get more rooms, then, like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with these rooms, though, is that the other rooms, besides the initial cells, are very narrow. Yeah. It's, like, narrow It's, corridors. like, hallways. So, like, getting yes. to the next part of the new room is kind of like, oh, let, well, I guess I have to wait my turn in line because, mm-hmm. you know, Matt's in front of me and, and so is Johnny and so is Lauren. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, boy, oh boy, we thought we could do well with the room and like getting the key from one place to the other. And man, like Lon, like I said, it's hard to explain without spoiling it. But needless to say, we try to just throw the key, and that's that one. Yeah. And it took a weird bounce <laughs> or something. Yeah, and the game the master. Because okay, so here's what it's on me. It's on me 100. percent I was telling the guys just throw the key. There, there, there's no way that we're going to be able to like put ourselves into such an impossible corner that throwing the key, there's no way for me to not get it. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, the game master's like, okay, girls, I'm going to let you out of the room so you can go grab the key because there's no way you can get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I guess, I mean, in, in some ways, I guess it's a design flaw that like you can so royally you, screw up. You can mess up that. But bad, at yeah. the same time, like they said, like there's a, a number of different ways we could have done it. And we just we chose, chose none. poorly. Our, our solution was any not of them would one. have been better the way we did it. Yeah. Um, and you know, it didn't help that a few of us had had margaritas before. Yeah. Um, I think, oh, I yeah. do think the highlight yeah. of the room, and I know this is a family friendly podcast, but the highlight of the room was me being let out so I could grab the key, running to the boys room and flipping them off before I ran back. Well, there, there was probably yes. the most amount of shouting that I've ever had in a room here. I was like, you said, like, I did not say. <laughs> um yep, and you the know, old separate them worked yeah, <laughs> yeah and and frankly i i will say there's a good portion of this room that i maybe do not remember very clearly because mm-hmm. i i do know that i figured out whatever the next one was where we had to remove some bits of pipe to see through right um but that's about that part of the room it things become a little fuzzy for me right <laughs> you and my wife both Lauren. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> still a fun room though but yeah. yeah, so we do eventually get out. There's, I did like how there's a lot of need for verbal communication at the beginning. You mm-hmm. know, the rooms are very similar, but there's slight differences, and you have to communicate those differences back and forth without realizing that oh, there's actually difference. Like my diagram of the escape route for the fire thing here is different than your fire escape route or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Yeah. So we need to compare. And the, and the typical kind of you have certain things that go to our room, we have certain things that go to your room. Right. You know. Um, so you do have to communicate back and forth. But for me, the playground that we did last time, mm-hmm. that makes sense of you're in a classroom and then you go outside to a playground, you go into the locker room for gym, that all kind of fits. I don't know about you, Matt, but for me, at first it was great because we're in a cell, then we get into like kind of like the pipe works of it all. So it feels right. like we're kind of like sliding in through the walls to get out. And then we're just spending time in the warden's library. 
I think for me, the whole thing about it was like, it all was very weird. Like there's your traditional prison break rooms. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you've been working on this master plan to escape, yada, yada, yada. But this yeah. one straight up, this one straight up, you know, video introduction is like, you're going to try to escape my prison because I'm the warden and I'm going to give you an hour because this is a fun game that I play. And I'm like, right. Bro, I listen, about that. You may be a sociopath, but you ain't that level socio. So like, <laughs> let's not do this right now. Yeah, that that definitely that premise is a little odd. <laughs> then, like he just straight says, like if you get up, then fair game. You yeah, know, like... and then once you do get into, I I felt like once we got into his actual study, what we have to do in his study, other than that, there was a part that I think we needed to clue on because we we were having a hard time reading it or something. Yeah, we needed um, a different perspective or something. Yeah. Other than that, like we solved that part of the room so quickly, it was just like oh okay yeah that, that's it you know i was thinking there was another room actually it was a lot of after the fact like matt what was with like the checkerboard i don't remember anything which you're like oh well you have to like double jump the king and then you won or something you know right right this was i mean in comparison to what we did with the last escape room report that uh that you guys had me on for um this was just like it was night and day uh in comparison for some of the logic leaps that, that took place there was a lot of things that took place and you're just like why are we doing this? I don't understand yeah. why why this is a part of it. Yeah. I did get to cut a wire, so that's always fun. I it never is trust true. you when you cut wires. Did... <laughs> Would you Okay, hold on, hold on. Here's here's your choice, Greg. Ready? Lauren has to cut a wire or I have to shoot a gas can. Which one do you want? <laughs> oh. Okay, in that case, Matt shoots a gas can. <laughs> <laughs> option three is you have to do crazy spells with a connect that doesn't work yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's a good one yeah i prefer option three then you just keep giving me better better options oh man that was such i mean that was a cool idea but like it just did work but i feel like with the yeah. vr stuff that we have now you can make that work you know Maybe. like put on this magic ye old technological helmet <laughs> put on the magic gauntlets and let's play Beat Saber. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ye old Beats Saber. <laughs> Ye old Saber of Beating. Instead of blocks, it's like kinda, peasants coming at you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Greg wants to do an escape room that is similar to his taste in movies, where it's like the worst of escape rooms, but in like a funny way, not yeah. in an annoying way. Like, that oh, is yeah. Greg's dream escape room. <laughs> like, the most ironic, like, eye-rolling escape room ever, yeah. but it's, like, actually amazing. <laughs> like, you have to go to a fish market and buy red herrings or something like yeah. that? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, like, you know, it's like, oh, put in this combination to the combination lock over there, and then you go to do it, and the thing just falls off, and you're like, oh, what now? <laughs> <laughs> or the, the passcode is one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that would be my final puzzle. Yeah. My final puzzle is... You, there's a door in front of you, and on the door it says the passcode for the next room is one two three, and you go in, and it's just a, a all the combination locks in the world right there, <laughs> and only one of them. Oh God! <laughs> but which one? Yeah, I, I kind of have a feeling that this room might be one of their older rooms. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, yeah. this location is fairly new. But obviously, they they have this room repeated many places. Right. Now, for example, the first room we did with them was at the time their newest room. It was the their secret agent room. Right. Um, and I think there's definitely 
you know, we've said this before with the 60 out rooms, which we've done a lot of, you can tell which ones are their older rooms because escape rooms keep evolving because they have to. <laughs> it's almost like identifying a building with its architecture for when it was built. Mm -hmm. You can yes. tell almost just by looking at like the type of locks and the technology that they use. Oh, this was built in 2012 because they're still using like just the, uh, the keypad as opposed to like any kind of RFD chips. Or something. Yeah. Anytime you have to explain to me how to use a directional lock, I know you're in an older escape room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> directional locks are so 2014. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about it is, like, I actually think you're right. I think this was probably their probably their first room because I feel like a lot of places um, fell into that trope at the beginning of uh, mm -hmm. at the beginning of the craze of you know what are you gonna do? It's gonna be a virus. It's gonna be you know. Sorry, now we can't talk about viruses. Uh, it's gonna, <laughs> it's be, gonna be serial a, killer. Yeah, it's going to be a serial killer, killer or it's going to be a prison. Or it's going to be a prison break. Or a, a museum heist. Right. <laughs> and and that, that you can tell that this was probably their first room and that's what they did with it. And, mm -hmm. you know, by all means, be proud of what you produced at that mm -hmm. point. Because for, for, for an older, what you would almost consider a Gen 1 room, however we want to categorize those, I know that's yeah. up for debate in the community as much as possible every day. Mm -hmm. um, it's... It's still a solid room if you take yourself back to when you first started doing rooms mm -hmm. four or five years ago. If I did, if I did this room as my first room, like it would have set a pretty pretty high bar at that yeah. point for me. Yeah, I definitely think if you if you weren't you know a, a grizzled veteran like we are, mm -hmm. um, and you went and did this room, yeah, it's it's a perfectly fine room. It's just when you do so many rooms, we expect a little bit more, and I think we just because we've done great rooms there, mm -hmm. we expect a little more from them. And that, that right. might be fair. It might be not be fair. It's, it's hard to say, but it's just, it's not their best room. That doesn't mean that there's anything particularly wrong with it. It's no. just not their best. Room. And I kind of view it the same as like video games. Like I still enjoy things from the super Nintendo mm -hmm. is the best mm -hmm. graphics or even the get best gameplay and design. No, not compared to nowadays standards. But I still like to go back and play the old Zelda Mario. Or yeah, or for me, you know, if I love Assassin's Creed, the first Assassin's Creed is totally painful me for me to play. But we're, I, I understand that it, it was popular enough that it set off a, a whole craze of these games. And also, if you've never played an Assassin's Creed game and you play that one, it's not going to seem bad. Yeah. It's just, you know, when you've played the others, going back to not being oh, yeah. able to you run. Can't, you can't play any room two onwards and then go back to one. You'd be like, this is garbage. Why? why? Yeah, why can't I swim? Yeah. <laughs> it's like my son right now. He's playing. He, he got Mario 64 on his Switch. And he's like, this is bad. And I was like, don't you don't you dare talk about Mario 64 <laughs> like that. Did you, did you tell him that a copy sold for like over a million dollars recently? So how dare he? <laughs> no. I just raged at him and told him to get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm inside. You do it still. <laughs> well, overall, though, I think relatively we can say it's an enjoyable room. Yeah. But let, let's go around the table real quick. Matt, what would you say, without giving away too much, what would you say was your favorite part of the room? Was there any particular thing that really stands out as like, <laughs> be, besides us just throwing the key and getting it away? <laughs> no, actually, so my favorite part of the room, uh, and it, and it's, so we we went with uh, with Johnny and Coda, and then uh, Coda's sister and her boyfriend, um, mm -hmm. all were hanging out with us when we all did this room. And I think actually my favorite part of the room had nothing to do with the room. It was just that uh, Coda's sister's boyfriend 
was like super uncomfortable being in a jail cell and like it was just like permeating all over his face you could tell how uncomfortable he yeah, was I felt bad for Malcolm. and he then was like, uh, and when like, we lost the key it was i it was full-blown panic attack at that well point. okay also the thing is that I, I didn't mention this, but Malcolm is the one who threw the key because I told him to. Be- because yes. you were like, you have long arms. Because he was the tallest out of all of us. <laughs> and I'm like, you clearly then have the longest arms so you can like kind of extend your arm to the most and just flick your wrist out. <laughs> Poor guy. You know, yeah, but apparently Malcolm. that's not how the story went. <laughs> I, I think uh, I really enjoyed throwing like a really heavy hook around yeah trying to catch things and it's just like banging like super loud and i'm like oh yeah i hope this is okay <laughs> <laughs> like game master's not gonna come on what are you doing yeah i Stop. know like <laughs> for me Clearly i, people I were doing this did before. like <laughs> for me i did like the idea of getting into the pipe work yeah and you had i think at one point you have to like crawl into something you do i always yeah. like a good crawl whatever yeah. you have to get on anytime and, like, you get have to go into a small space anytime it's a small dark hole i just dive right for it head first i i got no hesitation there ever since the very first group where we did that blatant like um copyright infringement harry potter room remember uh-huh. that one? Oh yeah 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 i remember that well not our very first room but like it was one like of our, our first second rooms, or third yeah uh all of a sudden this wardrobe opens up and everyone's like staring at each other like, who's going to go in? And I'm like, I'll do it. And I'm just like, <laughs> go barreling in six foot tall Greg and probably the heaviest in my life. But I'm just like, yeah, I'll just barrel through this tiny little cabinet. And hey, Mr. Tumnus, are you in? <laughs> I, that's, I, that's why I love you, Greg. You're always willing to, to make the sacrifice for the team without, without, it, without hesitation. Anytime there's a creepy hole, Greg's the first one to go. Even if it's Even like if I'm, too small. Yeah. Even I if I'm petrified in the corner. <laughs> you, the, 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 the drop-in freezer has a hole in the bottom and it looks like it goes on forever. Greg, go ahead and get after that, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm like, got it. All we did was we spent about a minute trying to decide, is it better for me to go head or feet first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. So once again, this was the Escape Games at Irvine for Prison Break. Matt, tell us where people can find you. Yeah, so uh, you can hear me on our other podcast, which is, of course, Moral Combat. You can find us every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash naturalhattrick, N-T-R-L-H-A-T-T-R-I-C-K, where we record the episodes live. You can also go to our website, moralcombatpod.com, or search Moral Combat Pod on any social media platform or any listening platform to find all of our recorded episodes. Uh, Moral Combat is our podcast about pop culture, where we put together tournaments uh, surrounding topics such as who's the best uh pixar villain what's the best uh overrated 80s movie uh what's the best 90s one hit wonder right now we we did one about pokemon uh and we put together our lists and submit them with through picks and then we argue matchups every week and all of our listeners at the end get a chance to vote for who they think should move forward in each matchup uh, and then wash rinse repeat until we crown a champion every tournament thank you very much matt and we will hope to play another escape room with you very soon I hope so too. And maybe this time David can come join us. <laughs> if we let him. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your Friday favorite? What's the game that you can't stop thinking about right now? Um, Friday favorites for me right now, I think 
when we did our bachelor bachelorette party, we did take a quick stop at a game store. In fact, <laughs> yeah. it was a game store that I took you to during our proposal date. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we didn't plan to stop there, but we needed to kill some time. So we went yeah, over there. Long story, but anyways. And we did buy an expansion to Clank. Which we haven't gotten a chance to play yet, it's I know. The, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but it's the underwater, like the submersibles expansion. Yeah. Where you can actually go in an underwater flooded caves. Mm-hmm. You can get scuba gear. You fight mermaids. Things like that. I've been dying to give that a play. Plus, it's been a long time since I played Clank. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of weddings, Clank was um, the game our friend used to propose to his girlfriend. So that is true. It's become kind of a favorite just for that reason alone. That is absolutely true. He did the um, the Acquisitions Incorporated Legacy version of Clank to do that, and I helped him plan that. That was really Mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, and I think they're probably going to have some references to that in their wedding. If they don't, then you know, (laughs) then we'll have them listen to this episode. Yeah, darn it, and then they will get ideas. Make them right. Um, So I think my Friday favorite, and it's all your fault because you brought it up. You know, now that you say it, I really want to play um, a game of Ticket to Ride. So I think, you know, I've always been a lover of Ticket to Ride. That's like your number one, I think. It is one of my number ones. I think it's just, it's one that... Not that it's bad, it's just, it's it's good. No, I mean, it's one that it's easy to just get set up and play. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to be reminded of any rules. You know, it's just, we can go. And also we can, if it's just the two of us especially, we can knock out a game pretty quickly. The other thing I do like about Ticket to Ride is that they do have the different maps that do technically have different rules to them. Yeah. So you can't get the variety, or you can ignore those for the most part and just, I want to play on a different map. Yeah. Because the thing is, I've played enough of the America version of Ticket Mm -hmm. to Ride that I know the key routes I really have to nail. You know, like I know if I can establish a route from Los Angeles to New York, I can essentially pull tickets as much as I want. Mm -hmm. And most of them will be very close if not already done. True. Right? But... I don't know the um, the uh, like France map as mm-hmm. well, and yeah, that one you do have to lay the tracks down. But if you flip yeah. it over, if you were to flip it over to the Western map, mm-hmm. which is like I think the Southwest, I don't know that map. Yeah, you know? or even the uh, European map. Not well, not the Europe map, the uh, UK map. The UK map. We haven't I, played UK. In a I while. don't know that map as well. Yeah. I know that it has the different regions. I do like that one because it has the upgrades, but mm-hmm. if you don't want to play with that, you don't have to play with that. Yeah, I mean, the upgrades are good and bad. The upgrades, because you literally can only build trains that are so big until you get the upgrade that lets you build bigger trains. So it definitely, you know, the thing that I always think is genius about, and not that other games haven't done it, but what Ticket to Ride did is, one, they basically are able to kind of sell the same components in the same box, no mm-hmm. matter which version they're doing. And also the basic rules are always the same, but then they add a little flair to it each one. So each game has, you know, a new element or a new challenge that makes it different. So it's yeah. not like you're just buying, oh, a different map. You know, it's not just like, oh, this map looks different and it has different routes. It's no. Now you have stations or railroad or not railroads, but um, depots. You have tunnels um, or you need the upgrades to do it or you have to decide if you want how many trains and how many boats you want. Um, oh, you have to tell me what color track this is going what, to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's lots of ways to they've taken where each game adds like a little element that makes it different and maybe more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a really like smart way to do that. And one that's thing, why they've made so much money. <laughs> the one complaint I have though mm-hmm. is I wish that when they do release versions with um, more trains they give you, that they would give you a wider variety of colors. <laughs> 
because they do re they do a little bit like if you do the Nordic country, they give you those nice white and purple and purple ones. ones, yeah. But I'm just saying that it would be nice if with every box there's a different shade, mm -hmm. you know, so that way like oh this teal I love teal, you know I'll you know that that's a cool one or like hey how about this um this aquamarine or hunter blue or yeah. hunter blue hunter green, you know. <laughs> Hunter blue, that's that's Hunter blue, one. the new color. Yeah. Blue. You know, so I'm just saying, like, let's see some pink. Let's see some orange in there, you know, for the different colors for trains. Uh -huh. You know, it, it's fun. Plus, it could be another reason for collectors to want to get them all. So that way they can complete their own little rainbow. Yeah. But um, I, I do think that in your future, possibly for birthday coming up, you might be getting a collector's edition. Ah, the collector's edition. For, nice. Because those have really fancy those drinks. Those have really fancy drinks. And they, I think they have two different collector's versions They now. do. So yeah. if you're a very good girl this year, <laughs> Santa might bring you something. They also have a really cool new um, single player game that I'm interested to take a look at. Yeah, you told me about that. So that possibly might be a shelf in the future. <laughs> yeah, that, it just, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there looking for single player games. The, I think the main draw with this is it looks like a good road trip airplane game, mm -hmm. you know? So um, that's always kind of a cool thing to have, you know, it's a, especially if you don't want to run down your um, your phone battery and stuff on the plane. <laughs> Which is a very big problem here. Yeah. Okay, I think that does it for this episode. Music for this episode was provided by twinmusiccom.org. As always, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. However, rates and reviews on iTunes are much appreciated as it helps new listeners find our podcast. We can be found at Game Friday on Instagram and Twitter um, and Facebook. So come talk games with us. Thanks for listening and goodbye.